listening to Around Comics. Welcome back to Around Comics, episode 393. This is Trade Talks. I'm Brian Salazar. With me is Christopher Neesman and Tom Caters. Tom, I don't want to yeah. talk about it, Caters. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just want to hear I have, to- I have topics. I just like, no. Not going to go there. Not going to go Chris, there. Chris, I want to wade into the controversy. <laughs> Neesman and Tom, I don't want to talk about it, Caters. I want to talk about it. already heard enough about it. Yeah. <laughs> what's going we have, on gentlemen we of course oh, we're talking just... about the uh the controversy on tom's trade talk pick it's been tore the internet in half it, yeah. a french comic old, about old about old, old men yeah <laughs> how dare Some you old... pick one of them commie frenchy comics. one of those french comics i need some light on me a european hear. comic i feel like i'm in a Interrogation. You look like you're in a cave. I am. I'm in my my. That cave. does not help the whole interrogation <laughs> look. <laughs> I'm sweating uh, it out under the lights. Really? Uh, Tell us what you thought about the book. Uh, um, before we, uh, yo, before we jump in here, Tom, you can uh, you can get in on the ACTV stuff. I literally don't think that we have done an episode of ACTV since you said you're going to. Because oh my we had, God! Uh, fault. Yeah. We had uh, we skipped a week and we did uh, K Billy Super Sounds ah. last week. It was uh, I would I would uh, I would be very interested to know what you thought uh, about our our show on Natural Born Killers, which is a bananas How movie. How long was it? <laughs> uh, about an hour. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. no, we kept it kept it you know, tight and right. But yeah, I got to talk about Natural Born Killers last week and. Uh, um, but decided that we're we're just going to do a little nugget sized episode for four rooms before we do some dust till dawn, which I'm excited about. There you go. Damn, everybody, be cool. You. <laughs> be cool. Yeah, but we'll be back with uh, some ACTV this week. But anyway, we have um, what's up, uh, Sal? Uh, hit us yeah. with the stinger. Oh, all right. Here we it's go my now. favorite. This is our trade talk. There it is. That's this is our trade talk. There you go. What is our trade talk? This the old this, geezers. The old geezers. Old geezers. They were Written, old. But it's that's not just describing us. It's describing us. <laughs> there was some definitely similarities between the old geezers and us, I think, to some degree. There's, there's uh, yeah, three of for, them. The forgetting of names. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember for, shit can't remember anything 64 how can i remember that still angry still have a lot of anger considering a lot of baggage yeah. yeah a lot of a lot, a lot, of, baggage. lot of baggage yeah, yeah they, they may have had more interesting lives than us though i don't know they, they i think so they, yeah, definitely they, they wouldn't I have wasted 
their time then, on that shit. We'll, we'll we'll get into one of them. It was a surprisingly a surprisingly interesting life. The uh, the pool scene just cracked my shit up. Oh yeah, with uh, I don't know, I can't remember any of their names because they're it's all Frenchies. But Perot, Perot, and, per, and, no, and, Perot and, was and the, Perot's the radical one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the, the little sh- short kind of? Oh, guy? he's. I wrote these all down, so I remember them. Uh, it is Emil. Emil, yeah, yeah. Emil, <laughs> fucking all tatted up. <laughs> yeah, Samoan <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. Samoan rugby, the only white Samoan rugby player in history. I love that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Tom, this was this was your pick. Why don't you uh, yeah. Yeah, kick it off and uh, tell us uh, what it was, who did it, and, and kind of sure. why, why you picked this one. It's Wilfred Lupano uh, was the writer and the artist. And this is going to be a real challenge for a podcast that can barely pronounce names in English. Or remember them. So, oh, oh, I've got my I've got my butcher's knife out for this one because <laughs> yeah, the, they're all going Paul, down. Paul Kaowet would be Kaowet? my guess. Yeah, Kaowet. would be my guess uh, at it. And it's a yeah, it's a French comic. It's mm-hmm. uh yeah, so it's it's it 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 ain't American superheroes. Uh, the reason I picked it is because I randomly read it. Uh, a guy from the library on Hoopla, and it was my week to pick. And I was like, let's do this book, because I liked it. I'd never heard anything about it other than, like, I saw it on the old Hoopla app from my library. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I like European comics sometimes. I'll give this one a read. And I enjoyed it. And, uh, the first of all, the art is gorgeous in it. You know, just, like, a really beautiful-looking story. But, Aside just from the art, I think it's um, it it's got sort of all the things that you kind of would like about a, a slice of life story, especially if you're going to do a slice of life from somebody that's lived a long life, uh, which is sort of the approach to the book, right? It's, it follows sort of three friends in France. They're they're elderly. They are. They're the old geezers, right? And yeah. it's sort of like they're they're almost some octogenarian, what they're seventy seven ish yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. And sort of following like they've led very interesting lives. One of them has been like a political radical his whole life. And one of them is you know, Emil, the one we were talking about, who's got all tatted up is sort of like he's also led an interesting life, but perhaps not as upfront about it. And you sort of find out about it in more interesting ways that he's sort of done things. And then there's Antoine, who's sort of like friends with both of them. You know, he's sort of into the politics thing that Perot's into, but not as heavy. And he had a family and he had, you know, he's sort of like Mm -hmm. moved on with his life in a way and sort of had what you would consider like sort of a, you know, he got a job and he had a wife and he had kids and like. Uh, the first story is really about his wife passing away and sort of this discovery of like secrets that she had that he didn't realize mm-hmm. and like sort of bringing these friends together uh, to sort of experience that. And then within this first story, there's really two stories. And the second story is sort of about finding out about sort of like this radical lifestyle that Perot lives, uh, which is pretty satirical and funny and sort of, um, <laughs> Point in like one of the things I really do like about the book is that at times it's really funny and at times it's sad and sort of poignant and like um, 
it doesn't take any of the characters too seriously, but like it's still a story about you know like these people being friends and sort of like how they've navigated their lives and how you know like uh, how they fit into the modern world from the world that they came from, right? Where you know like they exist in a very different place in the 1950s than we exist in the 2010s and sort of mm-hmm. like that that difference that lies in there and what's similar and what's different. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a really cool book. Yeah. The entire time I was reading, I was just like, I really want to see like the Amazon prime original TV series. You know, they made a this. movie out of it. Did they? Okay. Okay. It's a French there, movie. Nobody's seen be... it. Nobody's there. seen it. And they're making a sequel to it, I guess. At least that's yes. what I've read online. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. I I enjoyed it as well. I was a little worried initially um, that it was going to be sort of like an an anti-boomer book. Yeah. Uh, You know, like it, it just it seems like that's that was my fear, at least going into it. I just thought, oh, geez. Here, this is just you, you get one good page of that you, get you do one, and yeah, you do yeah. and you get an exploration of it and yeah. and and you get a response to it to a certain degree of like listen we're not all mm-hmm. the same people like we're you can't just like lump everyone that's in there everyone mm-hmm. that was a ba- baby boomer into Together. you ruin the planet you know mm-hmm. it's a little uh insane to kind of do that but but it wasn't that really at all like you said it was it was a story of these three friends and their different lives. And as you were explaining it, it sort of hit me as like, you know, you kind of had these three different guys that, that had different paths. And, and if you wanted to sort of boil it down, it was like one was very radical, politically radical life. And he didn't have much outside of that. Like he didn't have a family, mm-hmm. like his entire life was sort of consumed by that. And then the other was on the other end of the spectrum where his life was kind of, an adventure and mm-hmm. he did a lot of more you know just sort of things that he enjoyed doing and yet he didn't really have what you would consider a normal life either you know mm. he didn't have any family but the, and then their third friend was sort of in the middle you know he had much more of a mundane sort of regular life of children and that kind of thing although you know he he it was a union um, organizer a union yeah. organizer that kind of thing but worked for a corporation and and had kids or a kid and that kind of thing, but um, yeah, it was it was an interesting book. It, it, you know, it's a different type of thing where the story, you know, you can kind of see where they're going with it at times, but it's not a typical sort of story. You know, being being French or being uh-huh. European, it it you know, it's it's more about just sort of like the the adventure of it as opposed to any great goal or destination Mm -hmm. you know which i thought was interesting and it was just pleasant 
to read that and just sort of kind of go with these guys and and see what they're doing. I, and there were really funny moments in it. There were really kind of silly things. I love the idea of like the 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 blind activists or the yeah. and, <laughs> and how they're still just like you know using whatever they have to try and infiltrate and and yeah. uh, tear down the system, take it to the man, still kind of things and. <laughs> um and you know the first story was was sad in a lot of ways um you know and, and then you get to meet uh his daughter and and that whole story about her and granddaughter uh, i'm sorry yeah granddaughter yeah. um yeah it was it was a very entertaining like enjoyable read uh about these three kind of kooky characters you can easily see you know a movie made out of this with with some older actors and and, yeah. and that kind of thing but yeah it was it was a fun read for sure i like how they um how they set up questions and didn't answer them i mean there's two two kind of they made a point of 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 like two two questions that were we never find out who the father of sophie's baby is no mm. they don't ever well it's not over i mean there's no i know it's it, exactly so you know i like that they leave some of those things to be explored later and kind of set that up and i can't wait to find out what uh it's is it perot uh uh what he did to piss off uh Wichette, uh because he basically wasn't able to <laughs> she she like dropped him completely out of their lives for 40 years or something hmm. yeah i mean mm -hmm. the, the thing i liked about it too is like it is like sort of a story that kind of like the beats of it sort of move at like how life works mm -hmm. you know it's like this person's spouse passed away and that's a reason for these characters to get together. And like you said, Sal, it's not like there's some like, like here's what the end, the end is when we solve this, you right, know, and right. like, you know, like this will be the climax of the story. And like, it just kind of rolls along on its own, like momentum, you know, yeah. like, of like, okay, so this happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sophie has a bunch of money. So what is that? You know? And like, she accidentally puts something else into motion that she didn't intend to right. <laughs> that she didn't intend to happen and like it kind of just like moves at its own moves at like a really nice pace of like it never it, you would think like oh, oh there's going to be some really slow like boring parts to like this type of book and it's like well no they're always moving it ahead or like the art is doing something interesting or like mm -hmm. it's just really constantly sort of like propelling forward into like what the next thing is and even when they did like flashbacks you know they would flash back to the 60s or they'd mm -hmm. flash back to the, their childhoods mm -hmm. at times that kind of thing and um it was never like there wasn't any sort of deliberate necessarily message or mm -hmm. answer or or anything in it it was just sort of another moment mm -hmm a little bit of information you would get about them. You'd learn a little bit more about them as you went along, but it wasn't, you know, so many stories, you know, mainstream comics. And if you look at, you know, TV and movies and most medium now, it's like, you kind of know the setup. Like that's the goal. Like, Oh, we're going to give you this setup. And the rest of the story is trying to figure out that problem that we create in the beginning. Um, and it works. I mean, it gets, mm -hmm. you know, it gets you hooked and interested in it. And this really didn't have that necessarily. It, 
it had a problem that you learn about as the as the book goes on but then the problems change and like you said it sort of evolves and moves around and it was never a matter of like we're gonna solve this thing i mean at the end of the day it's like these guys are in their 70s the story kind of ends like inevitably they're all gonna die you know what i mean like it's not like these guys are gonna be around for 70 i mean i guess they could be but it, it, it didn't it just didn't feel that way it just it it felt it really and i think the art had a big part of this for me it it felt a lot like a bloom county comic strip but you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean like it, it just yeah. they were very much these interesting characters that just sort of what was their day like and where did they go and they were you know where were they kind of going or what were they doing and you were following along yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots of, like you said, there's lots of really great comedic parts to it. You know, like the using that one dude who uh, to shit his pants <laughs> as a form of protest or like the whole thing about the bread company coming out with like the eight different types of baguettes. Yeah. And like, you know, I just, like, I just want bread. I just, I just want, want, bread. Bread. I just want a baguette. I just want we a baguette. Yeah. It's very much the like going to a Starbucks. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah, I just I just want to come. And of also, yeah. you know, like the in the second story when they sort of go to see like how all these radical old people are living, they I found that really interesting because like like you said, like the whole thing with um you know oh it's gonna be anti baby boomer or it's gonna be you know like it kind of pokes fun at it, but also is kind of like. Well, an admiration for the characters of like what they you know, were still like, able to accomplish, what they were still, yeah, you know, they're still to do, and yeah, and, like they still have like their heart in it and they believe what they're doing. And like, yeah, in a way, like you, it's okay to cut you. It's like you're kind of laughing with them because it's obviously sort of like this ludicrous situation, right? Where it's like they, they have their map of all their independent islands yeah. in France, which is just everyone's apartment. <laughs> that is privately seceded from France, from mm-hmm. France, and now they're all their own independent. You know, it's like I don't live I, by your rules, to me, man. It, it felt like a senior citizen fight club, like when, yeah, when kind of, Tyler yeah. Durden was sort of, you know, had his little house full of all of his little soldiers. That's what it. It felt like these little radical, you know, old people fighting the system and and trying to figure out ways to to help the younger generation. You know, do that too, and, and yeah. build this little army. Uh, yeah, so, with that complete, I mean, with their raised bed gardens on the roof, and yeah, yeah. bees. You the, know, the bees. it's just <laughs> it's just really good. It was just really well balanced in that sense of like, you know, it, I felt like I said like it was never laughing at anybody as much as it was sort of like, you know, laughing with them or like, yeah, you know, like it was always you know, when characters get mad or when, like, even when sort of very sad things happen, you know, it's sort of like, it's not heavy, a book like that, where it's sort of like, um, the weight of that stuff can kind of like, pull you down, right? Where it's like, there's a poignancy to that, but also like the idea of these three friends being together, and still being friends after decades and decades is sort of like, the heart of it too, right? Of like, um of like 
all the things that these people have gone through, right? And like the very different experiences they've had and sort of like the disappointments that they've all experienced and sort of like the regrets, right? Because that's a big part of it too, is like, you know, Emil went out and had adventures, but then in the second book, you kind of see that he maybe doesn't feel as happy about some of those adventures yeah. as in hindsight, realizing like, oh, that was a mistake, you know, like mm -hmm. the, that story of the island, which is real, mm -hmm. uh, of Nuara, <laughs> you know, of like, mm -hmm. you know, a big part of that is him sort of coming to terms with like, he's like kind of the least articulate of the three friends, right? Like yeah. he's the one who seems like mm -hmm. maybe he doesn't think that much about like, his own life the way that the but, other he, does. Two... but, he, but does. he does but he does he just he has he just has trouble articulating articulately whereas the other two where antoine and Poirot seem like they're much more like in tune with thinking about what their life has meant and whether that's successful or a failure mm -hmm. like what those things mean and you know there's such an interesting moment to see like that character emil sort of like in his own way sort of express his own self-reflection of what you know his life meant you know like something that he did that he in hindsight wasn't a, such a great adventure you know and like he kind of realizes that now yeah one of the things i i respect about the book is that it didn't lean on the easy crutch of them recalling the glory days mm -hmm. right it's it's and it didn't, I mean, yeah, it's the old geezers and that's obviously them being old is, is a focus of the book, but they're just living their lives. It's, this is just stories that take place yeah. in their late seventies, but it doesn't, it doesn't completely lean yeah. on that. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it is true. Right. It's always like people lead these people, you know, who are lucky enough to lead these long lives. There's all these surprising turns within their life that you don't know about and someday you find out that this guy you know who's 77 robbed a post office once but you know like it's just like mm -hmm. what a thing that happened right and yeah, like, everybody was young at one time and you forget that like you meet someone who's yeah. old and it's like impossible you know someone in their 70s or 80s it's almost impossible to you to yeah think about them as being young and wild and doing something crazy oh. and you know that that sort of thing and and yeah, it kind of shows that and, and and gives you that idea about these guys is that they had all these things in their lives. They had all these experiences, but it, it was interesting, like sort of at the end of it or near the end of their lives, you know, the things that kind of concerned them or, or the regrets or, or the things they wish they had changed had very little to do with a lot of the big choices or a lot yeah. of the time they spent doing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it didn't end up being about the things that they spent so much time consumed with. Mm -hmm. which yeah. That was yeah. sort of interesting and, and telling, but it, it was also funny. Like, you know, one point in the book, I just sort of, I was like, Oh, they're three hippies. Like these are three old hippies. <laughs> you know what I mean? That are, that are still mm -hmm. trying to live that, that life but um it, it, which is an interesting thing for me uh looking back on my own life like i i I'm not, i won't get into the story that long but at one point in my life i was um uh my best friend lived in a commune 
his family was part of a commune. So I grew up around these people that were very much trying to change things. And they were, you know, they would be this age now, maybe a bit older than, than the geezers, but, but they were, you know, uh, this was the late seventies, maybe early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, for about three years, my, my best friend lived in this commune and I would spend a lot of time there with them. And it was an interesting experience i didn't think about it really at the time you know it was just like a bunch of people living in a house and they grew their own food and and they all ate together and they weren't you know it was weird to me because they weren't related you know Mm -hmm. they they weren't family and they they didn't like some of them didn't even know each other before this sort of thing this this experiment that they were trying to do but looking back on it, it was like oh this is a really like it was a really from my perspective sort of wholesome thing that they were attempting to do you know, mm-hmm. and try, trying to make the world a better place in their own way, like as, with as whatever power they had, you know, that's all they could do. They couldn't mm-hmm. um, they couldn't necessarily affect change worldwide yeah. but with what power they had. And that's kind of how I look at these guys is like they're still it's in their 70s, you know, trying to affect change with whatever power they have, whatever, however small or large that mm-hmm. is. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't mean a whole lot but you know i i don't know it was an, it was an interesting um read for sure did you guys <clears throat> have you guys watched uh um mur- only murders in the in the building i'm about halfway through yeah, yeah. about halfway I, through you know when i started watching that show i didn't love it initially but mm-hmm. as i watched it more and more and i really started to fall in love with it and i think a big part of why was just the fact that you have two actors, two comedic actors in that show that are both in their 70s. Yeah. And the fact that at this point in their career, there's an opportunity and there's a place still for those two guys to make people laugh and do some some good work and, and make an entertaining television show. It's just kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just just the idea that Steve Martin and, and um, Martin, uh, Martin Short, Martin right? Short. Mm-hmm. are able to have this pretty popular show that kind of taps into something very popular in this day and age, true crime <laughs> podcast mm-hmm. and, and kind of laugh at it and laugh at themselves and make fun of it. And in the same way, it's like, they're not really laughing at anyone. They're not making fun of old people necessarily, but they're laughing at their own, their own reality of it, the own reality yeah. of getting old. And that's, you know, there are ridiculous, funny things about getting old if you're, you know, sort of able to look at it in the right perspective, but that's what I felt about this too. It's like, it's interesting to see, you know, stories about people that aren't gorgeous and in their twenties <laughs> and perfect and you know what I mean? Or yeah. whatever. Well, two, you know, two, whatever. yeah. Two thirds of them anyway. <clears throat> two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I I, I kind of went off on a tangent on that, but um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, I want to definitely read the second volume because there's another volume of this. Out, yep. I think on Hoopla, so I'm definitely gonna read it. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a cool book. It was cool to yeah. to just the whole sort of process of it, you know, just like. <laughs> 
going into it sort of going ah shit this is gonna be this is gonna piss me off this book is yeah. gonna probably <laughs> piss me off <laughs> and then and be then, pleasantly surprised yeah, yeah. and then, be and really then enjoy it. By yeah. It. yeah 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 it's you know and and i mean we've talked you know the story characters all of that um man what a beautiful book to look oh, at yeah. i just that absolutely and and i mean it could have it could have been a really shitty story I still would have enjoyed looking at the book, but it, 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 it was, it was a, it was an entertaining story and the characters were entertaining, but uh, it could have survived just on the art. And there's complete pages in the book. I mean, multiple times there's pages where there's no words. Mm -hmm. yep. There's just the storytelling. And a lot of times it was flashbacks or that kind of thing. And, and they were beautiful and they're gorgeous. And, and, you know, the art just made you spend time looking at these you know pages even though there's no words on them whatsoever oh that flashback you know. page of the of the three of them whenever they were kids oh beautiful that sequence that whole what sequence a great page fishing and being pirates in the tree house and yeah yeah gorgeous stuff and then there's another one later on where um it's uh uh not is it not a meal um the union antoine. guy antoine antoine mm -hmm. and his wife when they're young and the whole red bus thing and yeah it's just sort of like a dream it's him dreaming and it's just a beautiful it's just gorgeous it's like a whole life in that's a beautiful page beautiful yeah, page yeah yeah there's there's some some just gorgeous art throughout the whole yeah. thing and great characters like you know they're it's cartoony the characters are exaggerated mm -hmm. cartoonish so yeah there's a little raphael mm -hmm. albuquerque in there and some of it you know just the 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 pointy noses which you know i it, it's right. I, I kept kind of it's like oh what artist you know does you know does this remind me of um uh I was, but, so much blue like mm -hmm. i said i i loved bloom county when i was a kid reading okay. that comic strip mm -hmm. i had the books and i don't know why it just i kept flashing back to sure especially um perot like he he just reminded me so much of of a bloom county character like just the way he would yeah. walk stomp mm. into a scene and sort of like <laughs> bitch about something and stomp back out you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you just it just felt like a, a gary trudeau kind of a character for or, sure um, yeah for sure yeah nice yeah so we liked it good job tom yeah way to go yeah random pick worked out good sometimes <laughs> just pick something mm. and read it and you're like, oh, this is great. Uh, before we uh, before we uh, announce our next trade talks, do we have uh, anything from any listeners or anything on this, Sal? Um, not on this, but well, I mean, we got some comments here in the uh, in the comments page. Um, uh, let's see. Greg Porter said, uh, "I'm only mid fifties, but I know a younger me kind of maybe thought people my age now." didn't really have fun much anymore <laughs> I, yeah and i think that certainly is a thing like you know i think people get miserable as they get older you know a lot of times but <clears throat> i don't think anybody it has to be that way you know what i mean i, I don't know i don't know what i don't know what the secret is i want to know the secret because i'm rapidly <clears throat> getting old and it's sort of like how do i you know how do i well first how do i make it to my 70s yeah. or 80s but if i'm there how am i not just like a miserable you know, <laughs> prick <clears throat> more more than i already am yeah you know i started that in my 30s so 
Invisible <laughs> prick. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me see. I'll go ahead and um, and let you know what I picked out. And I had to kind of scramble. So this is uh, something I have not read. Uh, I saw it around some comic stands here in the last year or so. But uh, picking uh, uh, Ice Cream Man, Volume 1. Uh, oh, Rainbow Rainbow Sprinkles by uh, oh. W. Maxwell Prince and uh, Martin Morazzo and Chris O'Halloran. So uh, it's just four issues, the first volume. So it's uh, so it's available on Hoopla and Amazon and probably your local LCS. So Ice Cream Man, Volume One. Ice cream. That's a horror book. Yes, uh, I love the um, uh, the little intro blurb: uh, chocolate, vanilla, existential horror. <laughs> there we go that should be interesting i think i read the first issue or two of it and then i didn't go back so i'm i'm actually it's one of those books that i've been meaning to go back to well there you and go read there's quite a few volumes for, of it at this yeah. point but i will it's uh is it a horror anthology is that kind of what i'm saying yeah it's it seems like something okay. like trilogy of terror or, you know or, or mm -hmm. creep show where it's like stories that it's sort of linked i think the ice cream man is is sort of like the oh he, he's the crypt keeper kind okay of guy. that makes sense um, although he may be more involved than maybe the crypt keeper was you know what i mean so okay. he might actually be involved in the stories to some degree but yeah yeah so that's cool, well, that, cool. I, that, that'll be fun yes yay um yeah so how you said we had we did have an email though right listener email? yeah uh we do have an email someone wrote in let's see here do 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 do, do. this is from ed Ed said, um, I read a whole whack of Eternals comics via Marvel Unlimited earlier this year, and none of it, outside of the game and miniseries, which I used to own, got me hyped for the movie. <laughs> when it comes to the original Kirby run, I agree with Tom on everything he said. <laughs> However, <clears throat> I really dug Cersei, who was first introduced in about issue number four, I think. I felt that her character introduction, which takes up most of the issue, was a highlight of the original run. I get the feeling that Kirby tapped into his romance comics writing drawing chops for that issue. Also, I wonder to what degree her character is influenced by Cher. Maybe it's the 1976 Fastinisha wardrobe that she wears. Um, of didn't course, Cer I remember... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, didn't Cersei end up being uh, an Avenger? For a while well he says of course oh. i remember cersei best as an avenger especially during the galactic storm era where it seemed that she was both overpowered but also used as a deuce ex machina whenever it seemed like the avengers were all going to die she'd just readjust everyone at a molecular level to survive a nuclear blast or the vacuum of space and the only there other thing she'd do is occasionally flirt with captain america and make snarky remarks about everyone friend or foe uh anyways gents thanks for all the entertainment i'm glad you're all back and doing the show so there we go little little uh reply thing thank you ed for for listening yeah. and for uh for sending an email yeah info um, at aroundcomics.com that's right yeah we also got a uh a new patron this uh oh. last week uh mr michael uh i'm just gonna say michael h uh thank you very much for becoming a patron of around comics we hope you uh oh and i uh 
I haven't been able to put out any Big Geek Show episodes because my recorder is broken. Oh. Um, and I have to try and figure out. I, I went to go record. I I think it was last Thursday. I recorded an entire episode before I realized that my recorder was not working. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, it was gold and you'll never it was, get it, it back. Was, it was, it it was just good belongs stuff. to the ether now. Belongs to the ether completely gone so uh, hopefully i'll we'll take some I'll of that it. fat patreon money and uh go buy you a new <laughs> buy, recorder buy a new recorder yeah maybe <laughs> uh yeah I, it just shuts off i go i hit the record button and it just turns off so it's I like no i don't want to hear it yeah i got Not tired of me it's like <laughs> oh god again god, this guy another one of these jesus Can you do christ I got a. I'm gonna. I'm recording a, a a Tom versus uh, Ghosts, the DC horror comic. I found I, I have a couple issues of Ghosts, just and, Ghosts, uh, Ghosts, and uh, nice. I found a good one that's got some nice. Uh, it's got it's got some good stories in it. It's got some <laughs> early '80s Bob Kaniger uh, ghost stories. And, uh, some Keith nice. Giffen too in there, so there's some there's some uh, some good things. Speaking Are of you... ghosts, have you have you watched that show on CBS? No, ghost. Mm, I, uh, surprisingly I funny. No, and good. Uh, remake of a British TV show. So, uh, Dune passed. Dune passed the caters test. I did not fall asleep. Hey, watching Dune. There you go. Nice. I like. I enjoyed Dune very much. I was well, I was very happy watching that. Well, Tom, uh, join us uh, this Sunday for ACTV, and uh, we can get your dude, thoughts on Dune. Ha- dude, it's Halloween, man. I'm I'm gonna be out trick or treating with my little kids. I understand. It's gonna be. Uh, you guys, there. you dressing up? Are you dressing up for Halloween, Tom? I'm a king. Uh, yes, my daughter is going as a princess, so I'm dressed as a king. Oh, so I have like a cloak and a crown and a scepter. Very nice. I'm an accessory to her costume. Mm-hmm. Are you going <laughs> instead in lieu of candy? Will you be knighting children as they come to the door? Just... I'm giving them full candy bars. <laughs> oh, nice. I might have too many. Maybe if we had less kids, <laughs> I got four giant bags from Costco. Because that's <laughs> how many we had so many kids. In our neighborhood, it's like it's we'll go through all of them. I'll give away all the candy. One year, I gave away candy, full current candy bars, and and liquor. I was giving liquor to the adults. Nice, you're making they're they're walking away, kids. You never do anything to that house ever, ever. (laughs) They're they're off the map for you. Was it like a a squirt gun that you just spray? Yeah, just fire, (laughs) open up. Open up, you're going. Tequila shooters. Yeah. Get back in there, guys. Do you guys want to see? I'm So I have a Halloween party I'm going to Saturday, so I'm dressing up. Uh, yeah, my, my kids are too old at this point. I mean, they still yeah. will probably dress yeah. up, but I'm not I'm not trick-or-treating with them, but I am going. I want to see part of my costume? I can show you part of it. Hold on, okay. Talks amongst yourselves. He's going as one of the Eternals. He always takes this very seriously. This is his favorite holiday. I was about to make up a name of an eternal, like, um, because I can't remember any of their names anyway. Mm. Besides, like, Icarus and Cersei. And I think there's one named Kingo. Okay. It's, I it's... think. I can never... oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Nice. I like it. 
<laughs> is this uh <laughs> Leonard Skinner thing going on? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, we're we're doing. Uh, my wife and I decided on going on as hippies. We're just gonna be dirty. And originally, she wanted to be a hippie, and I, and I was gonna be Charles Manson. Mm. But I didn't. Th- I thought you know nobody was really gonna get it, and, and I, I would get quite, it. All you gotta I'm, do I'm is not, draw the X on your face. Yeah, I could just do the. Yeah, just do a quick <laughs> X. So I'm just gonna I, be a hippie. I got some. I got some long hair, and I'm. I got a big cheesy mustache. Nice. Yeah, it should be fun. God, this thing is hot. I was, I gotta take yeah. This thing I we'll we'll see how long you wear that. It's like Robert it's... Plant hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, Chris. Just, what are you, Chris? What just, are you dressing as? Uh, I'm dressing as a curler all Sunday. Oh, there you go. Curler. Mm-hmm. Boo! No fun. No the can- what's the candy situation at your houses? What do you give out? What's your? Uh, I'm a, a people uh, look forward to um, Snickers, full Cheese size squares. Snickers. Mm, not full size. We go with the we go with the fun size the, fun size fun size Snickers. Yeah, okay. fun size okay, Snickers. Cool. I I used to do um, almond joy, and uh, and apparently my <laughs> wife told me that that was that was I that love was almond pretty, joys. That was pretty lame. I was like, I love I, almond I joys. Like, I like almond joys too. I, I think those it is are hit or miss less... though, because kids yeah. are either gonna you know like a lot of kids don't like yeah. coconut. So yeah, you know. well yeah, it, you do the mounds for the almond joys because sometimes you feel yeah. like a nut, sometimes you don't. Here you go. Here's a Werther's. Here's some <laughs> root beer barrels. And some... Don't break your teeth. Yeah. Here you go. Here's some old people candy. Here's some. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the what were the uh, the like chalky discs? What were the oh Necco the... wafers? Necco wafers. Here you go. Yeah. There's a there's some Necco yeah. wafers. Yeah. I always thought the um, disgusting. What, the, what were the the like wax bottles with the like? Flavor with the color with the colored sugar water in yeah, them, basically. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. Remember. Oh, you know what I watched this week? A Halloween movie. Well, I watched a couple of Halloween movies, but I watched <laughs> I watched Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, which, uh I felt dirty. Why? <laughs> it's like ah, all these. It's it's like what, this is a bunch of like half or half naked high school yeah. girls. Well, there's way too many half naked high school girls. Yeah in this movie for me to enjoy it anymore but i watched the um i watched the new uh candy man which was oh the uh um uh, the uh peel the jordan peel oh i didn't even know if it was yeah that makes sense yeah it was good yeah it was it was uh interesting it was well done um i really like fate a nice update but it was it was essentially a sequel and done like very well in in, oh, okay. in that sense yeah. yeah it it was it was pretty good i was really surprised at how uh, how good it was nice um and uh, you know it 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 uh dealing with cabrini green once again or the history of cabrini green and chicago yeah, it's, that it's and not there green. anymore no and they t- and they it yeah. talks about that but and it's interesting cuz it starts off with like um this uh, uh black friends that are um i'm not sure which ones live in a like a high-rise condo 
on the land mm-hmm. where Cabrini Green was at, and then they don't even know that they don't know the history, and then their friend starts basically tells them a ghost story. The urban, the urban legend, urban legend of, of yeah, yeah Candyman. Same, yeah, but uh, it was interesting. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was it was very well done. I thought it was entertaining, and and the fact that it ended up being like a sequel essentially from the first movie, I, I thought it was really smart how they did it. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to double check. I'm pretty sure that's a Jordan Peele. Production. That would make sense. That would, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. would definitely make. He's sense. I love, I love that he's that is probably for a whole generation is becoming known as a horror director now. You know, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I, I still miss Keen Peele. Yeah, such <laughs> I love, great. I love that show. But you know, it's funny because I, I do remember, like, there are episodes in that show that would get dark at times like there would be horror elements mm-hmm. in you know, at the end of a sketch or something like it would turn really weird and dark not all the time but every once in a while something would go really dark what, what was the and urkel so, the urkel skit oh, i don't even remember what was that know. was that family matters was that the they did a, a look up the keen peel family matters i remember sketch. but i can't remember it well it's like urkel it went like twilight zone where urkel... yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes good. yes like that so i'm sure yeah so you see like his sort of horror you know it's there uh, it's there influence. yeah it's there it's early there. on mm-hmm. so it's not surprising i'm gonna have to but, watch yeah that. he is i didn't care for his twilight zone remake the the tv show it was kind of yeah. boring it wasn't great yeah. but that's all right you know not everything's going to be a home run. Exactly. Yeah, you miss sometimes. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Slumber Party Massacre, though. I'll probably did... watch either The Shining or a Halloween. On um, Halloween? Halloween Eve will probably be my spooky movie watching. I've been trying to watch like something every every week, a movie mm-hmm. or two. I mean, I've been going back and forth between like old stuff. Like I watched Prom Night, which I didn't. I forgot the the one. Here's the one benefit going back to old geezers. One benefit of getting old <laughs> is I forgot who the killer was of Prom Night. I you know mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, like, oh. I, get, I, I get to watch this whole movie again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I forgot that there was so much disco dancing in Prom oh, Night. Yeah, I, I re- did not realize. A so very intense fun. amount of yeah. like of disco dancing. Yeah, Jamie I love going say. back and reading old comic books that I haven't read in a decade or more. It is absolutely like reading them for the first yeah. time. Yeah, it, there is yeah. there is that one. That's the only benefit <laughs> of getting uh, older. Yeah. Joe oh G wants to know uh, if we talked about the end of Tom King's Strange Adventures yet. Did we talk uh, about that? No, let's save it for next week, though. Yeah, we'll see. I, gotta, I have to. I have to read it still. Yeah, I was waiting I gotta, for it to all come out. I gotta think about it. Mm-hmm. Process. Uh, gotta process. It. Gotta process everything, man. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude? Can't rush into thoughts about anything you gotta put everything in your piles all right well are we uh are we wrapped up here for the week um i guess it's kind of talk- a short episode but that's, that's all right, right that's yeah. all right uh tom nice pick bud i'm looking Thanks. forward to reading uh volume two of that all right cool i'm looking forward to it too yeah so uh like i said email the show info at around let us know what you thought 
about the old geezers and uh, check out Ice Cream Man Volume 1. That'll be our next trade talk. We'll talk about that sometime in November. Uh, Sal updates the uh, the Amazon uh, book club so you can check out that and all of our other picks from uh, from the beginning of our trade talks. Uh, mentioned Patreon. You can uh, help support the show by becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash around comics. There you'll have access to all sorts of fun stuff like ACTV and Tom Versus and Big Geek Show when Sal gets his recorder fixed and uh, all sorts of other fun stuff. So if you are a patron, we really appreciate it. It does help us uh, not have to worry about the, uh, the, the finances of this here production. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. You guys got anything else? No. Nope. All right. Nope. Me. Everyone have a safe, uh, happy, healthy Halloween. Um, check those apples for razor blades, all that That's stuff. That's never happened. <laughs> yeah. Don't never get me lived. started. <laughs> the only proved proven cases of tampered candy were parents poisoning their own kids' candy. Sick fucking. Not strangers. Not their own, own children. Yeah, we can all yeah. understand that. So yeah, I'm uh... not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> wow. It's like when you see those stories about like this woman drove her minivan off a cliff with all their kids in it. And before I had kids, I used to be like, "Oh my god, how, why would you do that?" And now that I have kids, I'm like, "Okay, I, 50, 50 I could see. I, I look at cliffs differently. <laughs> I could see." Perhaps being driven to the mindset of driving a car off a cliff. <laughs> off a cliff. I could see it. I'm it's not, not going to do it. Listen, it's not that big of a stretch is all you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's not I'm like you're going like, to do it. but I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You guys are in here. You try and stay off mountain roads now, just in case. Yeah, I'm uh, empathetic. I get it. Uh, all right. Where one have an awesome uh, Halloween. We will be back next Tuesday. Regular episode talking about um, all sorts of comic book goodness. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics. comics. <laughs>